What up? Thanks for coming back and tuning back in with this episode of Word Today. I'm your host, Johnny Griffin, and this is my amazing co-host, Vanna White. Vanna White, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Porsche Franklin. Thank you. Porsche Thank Franklin. You. Yeah, yeah. Vanna White, Porsche Franklin. That's, that's close. Vanna Black. Vanna. Topic for today. <laughs> <laughs> Topic for today. Should you tithe? So I don't know if you've ever been asked this question, but I've been asked yes. this question a million times. Should you tithe? Is tithing um, just some Old Testament principles? Is there any New Testament, you know, factual, scriptural basis for tithing in, mm-hmm. you know, since this side of the cross? Um, so should we tithe? Is it something that's Old Testament? Or should we just give freely, give a love offering? you know, play it however our emotions tell us to play it or how we feel convicted to play it? Um, Or is there a scriptural definition um, and standard that we should be following? The enemy comes in like a flood. The Lord holds up a standard against him. All right. right. Tithing, a noun, definition, a tenth part of something paid as a voluntary contribution or as a tax, especially for the support of religious establishment, the uh, obligation represented by individual tithings, a small part, a small tax, or Levi. Or Levy. levy. You just want to say Levi. I do want to say his first name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <see. laughs> so that's a noun. The verb, um, transitive verb, to pay or give a tenth part of especially for the support of a religious establishment or organization to levy a tithe, (laughs) to give a tenth of one's income as a tithe. And that's your Merriam-Webster's definition. So the origin of the tithe, the principle of dedicating a tenth to God was recognized in the act of Abraham who paid tithes of his spoils to Melchizedek in his sacerdotal rather than his sovereign capacity. That's Genesis 14, 20, Hebrews 7, 6. Just means that he paid him as the priest rather than the Lord of the land, the, you know, the land baron. Later in Jacob's vow, Genesis 28, 22, the dedication of a tenth presupposes a sacred enactment or a custom in existence which fixed that proportion rather than any other proportion, such as a seventh or a twelfth. The Mosaic Statutes. You want to read that one? All right. These given in this section lay claim in God's name to the tenth of produce and cattle, and after an enactment fixed that these tithes were to be paid to the Levites for their services. Numbers 18, 21 through 24, who were to give a tithe of what they received to the priests, verses 26 to 28, the sacred festivals were later made occasion for a further tithe, Deuteronomy 12 and 5, 6 and 11, 17, Deuteronomy 14, 22 and 23, which was allowed to come in money valued rather than in kind, Deuteronomy 14, 24 and 26. Okay, so a lot of Old Testament reference to tithing, but I think we all knew that, right? We knew that the Old Testament required a tithe. And both uh, Amos and Malachi spoke of tithing. Amos 4.4, Malachi 3.10, right? How shall a man rob God but in tithes and offerings? Like that's, I grew up in 6th Avenue Baptist Church. You knew Malachi 3.10, you know, by heart. Um, 
So they both talked about Amos and Malachi rebuking the nation if they didn't pay their tithes. And I use Bible Hub to grab a lot of this stuff. Love Bible Hub, shout out to Bible Hub. They didn't pay me to yeah. do the shout out, but I just love them. Bible Hub, Bible Gateway, you version, you guys are pushing the needle forward. Love you, thank you for doing that. All right, so I had a chance to go dig up um, a lot of people's comments from christian.stackexchange.com on what, you know, just the general public or what people thought about tithing. So I'll read the first one and we'll kind of comment and then I guess we can take turns reading, but check this out. Great, great comments on tithing. It went, goes like this. First one from user 1054. Tithing is something that should have gone away. The reason why we don't keep the Old Testament laws and they put OT, Old Testament laws anymore is because we received a new deal. And I have that in quotes from Jesus. The only reason why pastors talk about tithing is because they need money to live and do things with the church. However, if you give your time to the church and bring food to the church, potluck, etc., then I don't see any reason to tithe. With that said, your pastor will probably remind you that it's not your good works alone which gets you into heaven. I guess money too. Hmm. So what do you think about that? The if you give so what user 1054 is saying is tithing should have went away with the Old Testament because we got a new deal. We got the New Testament, right? Jesus died on the cross to save us. So the blood of the cross would have not only washed our sins, it would have washed the obligation away to have to tithe, right? Which maybe they're connecting tithing with atonement, sounds like. Um, so, you know, maybe at some point we need to separate the atonement of the blood of Jesus Christ from tithing. And maybe the New Testament will do that. And maybe we'll see that in a little bit. Um, but so she's kind of lumping in tithing and atonement and saying, when Jesus came, we got the new deal. Sins were atoned for, blood covered, no longer need to tithe. And as long as we're bringing like food to the church, you know, helping along with potlucks, uh, then we shouldn't have to tithe. And the only reason that pastors even talk about tithing is because they need, you know, a salary, right? If they're a full-time pastor um, and money for the church to do stuff. Basically said it. And then giving your time, like, well... Yeah, you basically said it. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you, user 1054. Um, now we're here from Mike. All right. Mike said, as humorous as it sounds, I recall that those who argue gross versus net refer to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and God what is God's, implying you pay gross to the government, therefore you should pay gross to God. Okay. This is a good one because... A huge question with tithing is, do you pay on your gross? Do you pay on your net? So for those that may be young watching this video that don't know the difference between gross wages and net wages. So gross is you make $10 an hour, you work for 10 hours, you have grossed $100. Yeah. $10 an hour times 10 hours, okay. you have grossed 100 bucks. Mm -hmm. But say, you know, there's taxes, there's, you know, all of these taxes, state taxes, state taxes federal taxes. So after taxes, you may only have 80 bucks, yep. right? After say taxes. So if you tithe on the gross, you'd be tithing 
um, because that's the max, that's the total amount you earned, even though you only received 80, the government received the other $20. Or do you tithe $8 because that is what you received? So. I'm not gonna tell a story. Like I, th that one I've heard plenty of times and me, at that at a moment I was like, oh, I have to give the gross. Like I can't cheat God. That was a thought that came to my head. I'll be cheating God if I give him what's left over. If we give mm -hmm. our whole portion, then that's just a better way to serve the Lord and praise him. So yeah, I can I can see that comment. Okay. Okay. And there's a um, there's actually if if I want to read because there's another lady that wrote something. If I can do this quickly here, let's see, and then get back to it. So I want to read something that um, another lady wrote on a different blog here. If I can pull it up. Okay, here we go. Perfect. So this is from Frederica Matthews Green. And this is her speaking about tithing on gross kind of versus net. So this is what Frederica Matthews Green said. And this is from uh, Christianity Today International. ChristianityToday.com So... She says, my husband and I were newly Christian and in seminary when a friend told us about tithing. She stressed the importance of giving a full 10% before taxes, mm -hmm. before anything else, so that we would be giving God the first fruits of our labor. And maybe some of us have heard about first fruits. Mm -hmm. We recoiled at the thought, but she said this practice had given God room to work miracles, miracles in her life. She and her husband, shout out to Miraculous. Um, she and her husband, inside joke, what a miracle. She and her husband had once put their last dollar in the offering plate only to have the pastor turn around and give them the whole collection. My husband and I began this plan right away and never even considered making our tithe after taxes. It seemed petty to make such calculations when giving to a God who gave us everything, including his son. Soon we had settled into a pattern of giving 5% to our local church and 5% to charity. But one year when it was time to renew our annual pledge to the church, I was convicted that a radical increase was necessary. God says, bring the full tithe into the storehouse, Malachi 3.10. Uh, for our family, that means the local church. So the full 10% should go to our church while charitable gifts, alms, were to be an additional offering. When I began sharing this with my husband, we were in, a, in for a surprise. He had separately come to the same conviction. The problem was that he had just promised 5% of our income to a missionary. Overnight, we went from giving 10% of our income to giving 15%. And this is of the gross, right? So the, of the $100, this is $15. This is of the gross, not the net. Yet we never suffered. We saw God meet our needs in ways that bordered on the miraculous. People were always giving us things we needed, but couldn't afford a sewing machine, a lawnmower, a new refrigerator, and more than once. Mm. So she had, this, her and her husband decided to pay on the gross um, and not the net. 
And she just kind of given her story and a testimony of how um, God had just been amazing to them. So for me, I will say this, and because I've personally, um, there we go, pulling the slideshow back up here. So I've personally done both. <clears throat> uh, excuse me. I've before the job I had now, I paid a tithe on my net. And what I did was when I got my income back, income taxes back, I would tithe on it as well. Right. So um, in an attempt to kind of, well, I guess that's money back. So I would tithe on the income tax as well. So my theory was if I'm tithing on my net, then, you know, income taxes come back. I need to tithe on it, too. Um, with the new job, I started tithing on my gross and on, on any additional income that I would pull from any other source, tithing on my gross. Um, and then since income tax, if you get income tax back at all, um, you don't really need to pay it and pay tithes on it. You can give an offering on it because you've already tithed on it because um, you've been tithing on your gross. Uh, so I know I've done it both ways. I've tithed on my net and I've seen God work miracles, a blessing. I've tithed on my gross um, as I'm doing now. And I've seen God do miracles and blessings. Uh, I don't have an answer and that's not really what this video is about. It's rather tithing is New Testament, um, is biblically, is biblical in the New Testament. So I don't have an answer for you on whether you should tithe on your net or your gross. If that is your question, maybe we should do another video on it. Hey, leave a comment um, down below. Email us at wordtoday.org at gmail.com and let us know if you want us to do a video on just gross versus net. Um, or any comment you have, leave it in the comments or ask your questions right in the comments um, as well um, versus email. Just put your stuff in the comments. Let us know. We want to go through there. And we want to read your comments, but let us know New Testament, you know, versus Old Testament um, and tithing gross versus net. My vote is gross. Gross. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> That was cheesy. All right, <laughs> move right along. Jeremy, Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. We aren't supposed to give out of an obligation to display we are cheerful givers. We give freely for our material things to God. So Jeremy is basically saying we shouldn't feel obligated to give. You know, we should have a heart just to give. Um, if we don't have a heart to give an offering, we don't have a heart to pay a tithe then we shouldn't. We should just freely give. Um, and Jeremy is right. God wants a cheerful giver. God is basically like, if you don't want to, you know, give out of love and give cheerfully, then don't give. At least that's his his, his view as far as offering um, that I know of. So, mm -hmm. uh, but it really, that kind of gets into a little sketchy area. Yeah, I was about to say, you always don't feel like giving. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the problems a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so definitely. So it becomes, um, you know, if it's a heart condition, because God wants, he's looking at our hearts. God cares more about our motives almost than our motion, right? He wants mm -hmm. to see why you're doing, if you could doing a good thing for a bad reason, if we're doing, you know, this Word Today vlog and Word Today podcast, 
um, because all the audio from what you see right now goes onto our podcast as well. So if we're doing that stuff, that way we can get like famous or we don't, we don't receive charitable donations. But if we did, if we wanted to get famous or trying to get rich or our hearts weren't in the right place, then um, God would not credit it to our account as a good work because it's really not, the work may be good, but the motives are really bad. He would not be pleased. He would not be pleased. So Jeremy is right there, but Porsche is definitely right. If you never want to give, if you never want to help someone out, um, then that, that kind of is a, you know, it's not like you're using discernment to say, I don't want to help this one particular homeless guy out because I just feel that there's a spirit that's not right there. But if you're saying, hey, I'm not going to help any homeless guy mm-hmm. out, right? Um, that kind of goes into something else. And if you're saying, I never want to pay tithes, I never want to give an offering, I never want to do anything charitable. There's a self-check that needs to be done there just to make sure you need to dig deep and see why what is the problem and most times it's because either they don't trust the church they don't like the church they don't like the people running the church like it's so many things that could be the motive behind why you don't want to tithe so self-check needs to happen Mm. (laughs) yeah or giving out for for example um or uh, that's a good example there so definitely god wants a cheerful giver Whatever you give, whether you're giving, uh, you know, a turkey leg to a stray dog, you know, in the name of Jesus, be fed, stray dog. You know, you need to, God wants you to do it cheerfully, not begrudgingly, because he wants you to be love. And that's what God wants us to be. But shout out to Bob Goff, everything. Was it everybody always? Um, His book is just, man, dude, you're on it. Hopefully one day I can just meet you, give you a big hug and just tell you how awesome um you are uh, because i love that book are oh, you want to read this one okay one correction now this is from lee one correction priests who were also levites were required to tithe then the lord spoke to moses saying you shall speak to the levites saying when you receive from the israelites the tithe that i have given you from them for your portion you shall set apart an offering from it to the lord a tithe of a tithe numbers 18 25 through 26. so lee is saying that um even the priests have to pay tithe and lee you're absolutely right this is biblically correct and this is all old testament but priests also do have to pay tithes um if you would be perfect and this is from user 22553. If you'll be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor. You're also correct, user 22553. All right. Thank you, Christianity Stack Exchange. Um, now, here's one. One lady was talking about, uh, was it user 1053 or user uh, 1054 about pastors wanting to um, get you know, a salary? If they're full-time pastors, that's why they tithe. So another user said something similar. Uh, Do pastors have the right to receive a salary from the church, even if it's a pretty big salary? So um, this video isn't about pastors receiving salaries, but I think the next video we're doing actually addresses that or may address that. Yes. Should pastors receive a salary? And if they do, should there be a salary cap? So, um, It's an interesting video. You're going to love that video. Um, So biblically, what I found for this user, for this question is 1 Corinthians 9, 7. It says, who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat its grapes? Who tends a flock and does not drink the milk? Do I say this merely on human authority? Doesn't the law say the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses. 
Do not muzzle an ox while it's treading out the grain. Is it about oxen that God is concerned? Surely he says this for us, doesn't he? Yes, this was written for us because whoever plows and threshes should be able to do so in the hope of sharing in the harvest. If we have sown spiritual seed among you, is it too much if we reap a material harvest from you? If others have this right of support from you, shouldn't we have it all the more? Um, and what it's saying is basically if, you know, people can come into town and, you know, request money, politicians can get money for their campaigns. If contractors can get money to build a house from you, if the car lot guy can get money to sell you a car and get your support in his car lot business or his construction business or in their political campaign, how much more would the man or woman of God be able to get, you know, some type of sustainment from preaching the gospel? Isn't preaching the gospel a more important business than car sales or construction or selling watermelons or chicken at the local Walmart? Um, of all of the businesses on the planet, wouldn't God's business be the most important? So wouldn't a man or woman of God be able to say, hey, I'm traveling, preaching the gospel. Can you donate to this? Can you help me out? So. That's for the next video. Oh, <laughs> she's saving it. She's saving it for the next save round, save round. But anyway, this video is about is tithing biblical, New Testament biblical. So we've got all the Old Testament stuff out of the way. It's gone. It's out of the way. Let's dive into the New Testament. You want to read Acts 2? Yep. Acts 2, 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to share in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to pray. 43. A deep sense of awe came over all of them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. 44. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. 45, they sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. 46, they worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with a great joy and generosity. 47, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So this is one of the two ways of giving a tithe or offering in the New Testament. And this is saying that in the new church, this is New Testament, that people were selling all their land, all of their possessions, everything they, the iPad, the cell phone, the house, the car, the clothes, yeah. everything. Um, and they were doing it for the purpose of giving it to the church. We just had a light go out. Uh, we were, they were doing it for the purpose of selling it to the church. One of our batteries, we joke because one of our batteries like always goes out in a video and one of the lights go out. Um, so I guess the first thing is, or the first option here is being able to give everything, uh, saying, hey, I really want to support the church. I want to support what God is doing in the earth and selling literally everything off and giving it for the purpose of the church. All right. New Testament on tithing, Matthew 23, 23. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind gods, you strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. 
And this is Jesus. That was Paul in Corinthians. This is Jesus himself. So he's saying, hey, uh, and this kind of goes back to Jeremy's question. He's like, yeah. you know, should you go how you feel? Germ, uh, Jesus is saying here, Jeremy, that pay your tithes, pay the 10%, but you want to also, you know, love people. You also want to have, you know, make sure there's law, justice, mercy, faithfulness. So he's saying that you shouldn't neglect paying your tithes um, to do a good deed. He's saying you should love people. That's why it needs to come from a great place, right? It says if you don't love God enough to want to support him and support other people getting saved and other people walking in righteousness, then keep your money. You're, we're not playing on the same team here. Yeah, it, it can easily be, like we said with the church hurt video, um, when you look at a Christian, there's certain duties a Christian is supposed to do. So you can look at tithing as a duty of a Christian. However, don't get so carried away with, oh, I'm tithing, so I'm always good. I'm tithing. So as long as I'm tithing, nothing else matters. I'm good. No, you still have a walk with Christ you have to deal with. Tithing is what you do as as you walk with Christ. But don't. it's not just something you can do and it's okay and that's it. As long as you're tithing, as long as you're giving your money, no, it's not just that. That's not right. Get out of jail, free card. <laughs> yeah, as long as I'm tithing, I can step over homeless people. I can yeah, or I could kick be rude, babies. or I could just do whatever I want to. Nah. Yeah, and that's um. Did you say kick babies? <laughs> kick, yeah. You, you tithing? Like I pay my tithes, and I go pay my offerings. I go to church, so now I can be as mean as I want to. I can kick babies. I can pour hot water on straight cats. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it does. It's not a free pass, right? Gotcha. You can't just. Do all of the that stuff and not have a heart of love. No kicking babies. No kicking babies. <laughs> Give your life. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the next, the next scripture here is, um, well, this scripture just talks about um, to summar- summarize it. Um, just the same thing we've just been saying. You can't just pay your tithes, give an offering, or do what you think the, your religious obligation is. And not have a true heart of love, not feed the hungry, not clothe those that are uh, need clothing, not you know provide shelter to the homeless, um, not visit people in prison. That's actually what Jesus was talking about. Um, we talked about people that were saved versus weren't saved, um, and it's funny because people always argue, you know, am I saved by faith or am I saved by works? And there's some podcasts on Word Today that talk about that already. We'll probably do a vlog. Maybe one day, um, leave in the comments, let us know if you'd like to see a vlog on the faith versus works. There's a lot of great material out there, but we'd be happy to add to that material. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and uh, Jesus is clearly like saying, like listing a a litany of things that are works based. And uh, but he's saying, hey, if you have faith and I am the savior that is coming one back one day to damn or save the world, why wouldn't you want to help? help me why wouldn't you want to work like if you if you love me like you say you do why wouldn't you want to help me like it's kind of like if i say i'm i totally love porsche she's just amazing and awesome and she says hey i'm trying to get my degree why wouldn't i help her study why wouldn't i you know help her make notes why wouldn't i do all of these things to help benefit her yeah if i say i care about her you know or you care about your neighbor so it's like the two you can't say yeah. you love somebody and not act like you love them. Yeah. The acting like you love them and those things show that you love them. They don't mean that you love them, but they show that you love them. Um, does that make sense? 
Yes, it makes total sense. So that's what he was talking about there. So bottom line, tithing. Should we tithe, Porsche? Take us home. <laughs> well, promote. <laughs> Wrap this up. Should we tithe? <laughs> so the answer is maybe. <laughs> that doorbell again. Woo, Lord. Uh, New Testament uh, tends to give a few options. From what I've learned, number one, being able to sell all your land and possessions and give all to the poor. Give it all so away. So 100. Keep it 100. Or to pay the tenth of your income to the church. So those would be your options. New Testament. Old Testament was a tithe. New Testament is you can you can pay your tithe or you can sell all your possessions, everything that you own, 100% and give it all away to the benefit of the church. I am Levi Johnny Griffin, and this is Porsche Franklin. And this is Word Today. Make sure you leave some comments, like, love, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Yes. We don't we don't have an Insta yet. Do we need an Insta? We could we could be do do like those pages like Insta. We could do no no no. Hey, reach out to us. Hit it like Porsche said. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, leave comments on YouTube, find us on Facebook. We are just average, everyday people that love Jesus and we want to connect with you. We are your friends, we love you. We wanna pray with you. We want you to pray for us. We are a family. This is what the body of Christ is meant to be. Amen. So let's be it. Love y'all, bless y'all, peace. <laughs>